Welcome to the IEEE Big Data Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. Our conversation continues with Dr. David Bellinger, Chair of the IEEE Big Data Initiative and Senior Research Fellow at Stevens Institute of Technology. And joining Dr. Bellinger on the podcast is Kathy Grice, Senior Program Director for IEEE Future Directions and Program Director for the IEEE Big Data Initiative. In part one of this two-part podcast series, Dr. Bellinger and Ms. Grice set the tone by explaining where big data is today with thoughts on the primary big data challenges facing the industry and how new technologies are poised to enable new applications and services. For episode 13 of the IEEE Big Data podcast in part two of this series, our experts discuss the big data company of tomorrow with takeaways on how big data is fundamentally changing the way businesses operate and thrive. They then close out the podcast with comments on their recent experience on a panel at the first IEEE Utility Big Data Workshop, which took place in San Antonio, Texas on September 18, 2017. Let's listen in on what they have to say. I, th- I think the uh, there's uh, probably two directions that this is going to go. One is uh, a little more pedestrian than people are thinking, that... Uh, Companies in kind of everyday industries are uh, going to find ways to change their business models uh, by using big data. And uh, probably uh, obvious uh, examples are uh, companies who are in the uh, consumer business and can uh, find out lots more about their. Uh, their customers, but aren't the size of Amazon or um, or Netflix. Uh, but the other is uh, companies who are explicitly in the um, business of using data as an asset that uh, that they convert into uh, into revenue. And I think one of the huge jumps that we're already beginning to see is the movement from data which is used for uh, informing people and helping them make decisions to data which is used and then completes a loop to automatically take some action. So uh, in some sense taking the uh, human out of the decision loop and essentially making various things much more efficient. And of course um, uh, autonomic cars are the uh, poster child for this, but uh, there are likely to be a lot of cases uh, that are uh, short of complete um, automation that uh, that are going to pop up over and over again. A lot of uh, fairly um, routine things uh, like uh, analyzing text and making uh, recommendations from uh, from various forms of text, or even simplifying uh, certain diagnostic procedures, are are likely to um, uh, to show up in the not too distant future. I, I see a simplification of things, where with with all this valuable data, it it now enables the everyday person, the consumer for informed decision-making in everyday life. And new applications showing up 
all the time. So, so it was no longer at a, a large corporation's hands, but enables the consumer. It also can help like the mom and pop stores. Now it's no longer at an Amazon level or a Walmart. Um, if it helps the, the corner store improve their efficiency, whether it's marketing, inventory, sales, um, that would be ideal. Helping the farmer be more efficient to manage their fields and, and soil quality, for example, to grow next year's crops and things. Um, enabling uh, somebody at home to improve their finances. Um, just, just having the access to that data at a simple level. I think that's the next growth area. The lack of big data is actually probably a lack of data uh, in general, and it's in some sense understandable because data is both an asset to those who own it, they can uh, create value out of it, and in many cases it's sensitive. Uh, so many of the data generators are loath to, um, uh, to distribute their data, even under some sort of uh, anonymity. On the other hand, uh, the extent to which there is, is too much data, I think, may be uh, something of an exaggeration. So it's true that the vast majority of the data in the world has never been analyzed and probably never will be analyzed. And uh, if you have an enormous amount of data, it can be very complex and fairly expensive. To, uh, to analyze. But I think most uh, organizations who have a lot of data and think hard about the governance of such data come to the conclusion that there are ways to make sure that you can economically uh, take advantage of lots and lots of data. Yeah, there's never really too much data. It's really a matter of, is it good data? Is it dirty data, uh, or is it some type of mix? And it really comes down to uh, the integrity, the trust and reliability, as well as the accessibility of that data. Uh, uh, Dave mentioned about um, uh, you know companies generating data and uh, and the value behind it, right? So companies they have to earn money. How do they earn money? They monetize. And in this case, they monetize data. So it really becomes proprietary. And then, um, and I think that goes to Zeta's point. It's really, can I access that data and gain value out of it? You can't necessarily do that if the company says, well, it's, it's my data. I cannot share it. If you want to get access, you have to pay a value, a dollar value to gain access. So, so I, th I think to a degree then her, her comment was, was pretty relevant. And uh, to just reinforce that a little bit, data is an asset, it can be monetized, and uh, in some cases, corporations build their revenue models on, on data. They're entirely dependent on their data, and you can just see companies like Google and Facebook are very uh, dependent on their data for their revenue. Uh, 
it means that they're um, in some sense might be encouraged to uh, protect their data, but in another sense they uh, have found business models which allow them to share a lot of data and still, and in fact those business models enhance their uh, market position. Panel 4 was um, was a little bit heterogeneous and, and by intent because it was intended to cover a lot of different types of applications. One of the applications, uh, the weather application, is a very, very deep, very, very data-rich application for uh, a broad variety of purposes, but in a specific domain. Um, the second discussion was uh, aimed more at people crossing industries with various uh, types of anal analysis so that they can uh, look at the types of analytics that have been successful amongst a uh, group of industries, and maybe that will work for some of their problems. It's surprising how many problems uh, if translated appropriately cross industry uh, domains. And then the, the third reported on an actual experiment with uh, agent-based um, technology to analyze data from a variety of different sources uh, and, uh, and merge that data and integrate it to get uh, results that would have been uh, difficult and hard to get if you didn't have an infrastructure to do that. Finally, um, one of the, the topics that came up repeatedly across all of the panels was the issue of governance and the need for governance both to support things like uh, data quality, but also to support things like security and privacy, and a whole collection of the uh, items that are the fabric of doing big data, but aren't the um, topics that you often hear about. One interesting observation that I had was um, in pulling together the session, I, I really didn't want power and energy engineers. I, I wanted to provide um, diverse perspectives. Um, I, I really like diversity, and I think it generates more interest. Um, uh, the whole workshop was, was very interesting, a lot of great speakers, but, but I found that at, at uh, session four, my session, that um, just having everybody share their ideas and their perspectives, so... Joe from the weather company that had been recently acquired by IBM uh, is a meteorologist by trade. Uh, his perspectives were, were quite enlightening. To hear how much data is, is generated, collected on a daily basis was, was just mind-boggling. I remember him saying that the weather company was the number one customer of Amazon Web Services. He's really looking forward to now uh, working with IBM and its supercomputing to hopefully further advance their capabilities. Um, Dave Belanger brings his perspective from the telecommunications industry and talked a lot about uh, data, its infrastructure, governance. And then Zeta rounded it off with uh, the resource management um, and, and the learning that she's, she's uh, applying. I was a little worried that 
the people attending the workshop were primarily attending for the power and energy uh, interests. They stayed the whole time, and then during the wrap-up, a lot of conversation was, was generated. Actually, we could have kept going on and on and on. Uh, there was a desire to compare notes from areas outside of the power and energy, which then has uh, driven us to look at partnering to do a second workshop. Thank you for listening to our interview with Dr. David Bellinger and Kathy Grace which is part two of our two-part series. Discover more about the IEEE Big Data Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at bigdata.ieee.org.